Yo, Ashley. What are we talking about today? I don't know. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Very Loose Agenda, a podcast where every curiosity deserves a conversation. It's your boy, Anthony. And it's me, 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 me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley. I mean, I hope we keep this. I mean, we might edit over it, but it's fine. I but that not. It felt, okay, great. But every episode of VLA, Anthony and I pick topics inspired by random thought, interaction, or memory. Then we unpack the facts, curiosities, and real-world implications of them. But before we hop into the agenda, Anthony, how are you doing? Man, I, I'm i doing well overall, right? Like, I, you know, we, we sold the house. Uh, well, congratulations. Let's take a step back. Okay. <laughs> because we were supposed to have our closing day on this Wednesday. Mm. Like, a couple days ago Wednesday. Time is so insane. It's crazy. I remember when you were, like, had three weeks before yes. your closing date. And then it's Okay. But uh, I don't know if I told you this. The woman who's buying her house is in the process of getting a divorce. Mm. And her ex-husband. What'd he do? He's playing games with her money. He's playing games? Which means you're playing games with my money. You <laughs> this know we saying? cannot have. No, this we, we cannot have. We cannot I'm have glad it. she's divorcing his fool ass because he's mm. clearly a game player. We can't have this. And I so, feel for her. Yeah. So we moved out of our house on, what was that? Monday of last week. And with the expectation of like, hey, we're going to close and like all this other stuff. I'm, money's going to be in my pocket. Right. Come Wednesday. Thursday at the latest. Right. Oh, no. I'm sweaty. What is happening? And then Emma. Shout out to Emma, friend of the pot. We do love Emma. If you all need a realtor. Mm-hmm. And you're in the Triangle area. There you go. Emma Gould. There you go. She's the one. She's the one. <laughs> Hits us up. And I was like, hey, uh, we have to push the closing date out until next Wednesday. Okay, so just a week. Yes. But an inconvenience nonetheless. We didn't have to get this Airbnb. We didn't have to get a storage unit because we could have essentially just moved Mm -hmm. from our house to the new spot a week later. Yeah, a major inconvenience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, But you know what it is what it is. We did get another text from uh, Emma saying that everything is all squared away now. Okay. Um, My thing was like, I cut the grass. You know what I'm saying? And like the grass won't be freshly cut. (laughs) You know? I just know I love that you that you care about like little details like that that you want this woman who let's be honest you have no allegiance to her no loyalties it's a transaction she's buying your house it's fine you're giving her a beautiful house and you're like man i cut the grass for her yeah now it won't be all fresh and edged up and granted we had a forest in our yard you like oh you just let it become unkempt because i was like i'm gonna wait until right the day before Mm -hmm. a couple days before Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like when you uh when you're going to an event, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Maybe you get your you let your hair like get a little a little I won't say wild, Uh-oh. but like it it's not in its in its pristine state. Okay. Until the day before the event mm. or, or the day of. The day of. Damn near. I was gonna say, these ladies out here. And you're like, hey. You can't be chancing a whole night of sleep. Oh damn. Between the hairdo and the event. You just can't do it. The I scarf mean, I... can only do so much. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever known betrayal until you wake up in the morning and you've been betrayed by your scarf? Damn. It is true. It's it's a whole life moment. But hey, you, you don't have that issue. I definitely don't have that <laughs> you issue. You don't have it. Back in the day, though. 
Really? Oh, you haven't seen pictures of me with hair? I have not. Ashley, I used to have a high top. Really? Hair that I could twist and then bring down to to like the tip of your nose. You you guys can see him. He is bringing down an imaginary twist to the tip of his nose. Yeah. That's some length. Yeah. It was uh, the winter time and I was doing like, I I was doing two strand twists. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Like protective styles, all that stuff. A protective style. It was cold. Mm. And I was like, I put my hat on after just like having like the two strands. Mm -hmm. And then of course it's ruined. Right. And I was like, I can't do this shit anymore. Right. No, you just, you had met your limit and you had, you're bowing, you bowed out. Yeah. And now there's no hair. No. How liberated do you feel? Uh, Honestly, being bald is really nice. Really? Like, I think it gets a bad rap because it feels like, oh, like. You're naked up there. You're naked up there. Oh, like, where's your hair? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But honestly, like, it's a very easy, like, grooming, like, yeah. day i guess like it's it's chill are you like shampooing your scalp like what oh, yeah you still gotta wash it you know what are I'm you saying? doing the soap bar like down at your clavicle and then just <sighs> migrating the soap bar up to your forehead no i still very much so there. wash my <laughs> <laughs> i had to ask yes okay all right but, excellent um, no being you have very fantastic. profound eyebrows though thank you i, I feel like it's like when when you decide to go bald your eyebrows take on some additional responsibility yeah and yours are really pulling their weight. Thank you. You're welcome. Profound eyebrows. <laughs> You're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, I think hair hair is everything. I got to see these pictures. You got to show me I'll for show sure. You. That will lift my spirits because, y'all, I have had a week. Anthony knows all about this Actually, because I sent him two voice messages yesterday that were crazy. Before you jump into it, I thought that it would be appropriate for you to eulogize mm. your vehicle. Don't. I think I might cry. I know that we've we've talked about it. You know, you've had your you've had your fair share of ups and downs over the course of this week. I have. But I just share share a few words about Yeah. What was it blueberry? blueberry. Mm, share a few words mm. about blueberry. Y'all, let me just um two weeks ago, Cody and I were on our way to Indiana and um my eleven year old blue Hyundai Veloster. Let me tell you something about Velocities. They have three doors. Not two. It's not a coupe. It's got three doors. So that the people in the back seat can have their own experience. And I bought that car when I was 21 years old. It was my first... 21. 21. First real big girl purchase. And um, Blueberry decided that he was done serving the family. On the highway en route to the Midwest. Now, am I happy this didn't happen in West Virginia? Absolutely. For sure. For sure. It could have been way worse. So he tapped out, like, on the brink of Virginia, not quite, you know, we're still in North Carolina, but the engine just failed. Mm. 174,000 miles. Mm. Um, Beautiful, beautiful blue. I have been through so much in that car, and it was reliable, and I have all the maintenance records, and, like, you know, I researched before I got my Hyundai, and I thought I thought he had more life in his little wheels, but I guess not. So I put together this little, like, montage, which Anthony has seen. It's just a collection of photographs of me doing random-ass shit in my life with the blueberry just in the background, just parked. Just parked. Just looking on <laughs> with, like, support. It's it's a lot. So that all aside, I think this is, like, a really beautiful dovetail into what we're going to be talking about today because... Cody and I, when we first met, he brought his car, Chester, is what we called him. He was a little Ford um, Taurus, 2001. 
Chester had issues and we knew Chester was like the forgotten child and we really invested in Blueberry because he was the newer car. And we decided to donate Chester to a single mom in our community who could not get her kids to daycare and couldn't get to her to her jobs. So we were like, here, please take Chester off of her. We are not responsible for what happens to Chester afterward, but you can have the car and we'll be a one car household. Mm. And were for like eight years. And so when we paid off Blueberry five years ago, it was like a weight had been lifted. Like, that's what you do when you buy a car. You just see into the future and you're like, one day I'm going to own this car and I'm not going to have to make car payments and we're going to ride off into the sunset and I'm going to have a reliable vehicle. And then that vehicle dies. And then what do you do? Yeah. You, uh, we've, at first we're like, let's just take our bike. We could just be bike people. We could just walk around. We could just take the bus. And it has been... A nightmare, to say the very least. And we live, mind you, in like downtown Durham. Like we can walk to most things. We do kind of live in like a food deserty side of the city. Like we can't get to a grocery store in a 35 minute walk. Like it's it's a haul to get there. And then like how many bags can you truly carry back a half hour? Anyway, I say all this to say, yes, we're pouring one out for Blueberry today. Mm. But we are also looking to the future and how that future truly is not accessible without money, without funds. Mm. How does one proceed in one's life when you take a hit to a valuable asset, right? So today, are you ready? I've, I've been really looking forward to this conversation. It's, it's unfortunately timely. It's, it's so timely. You just sold a house. Yes. I just lost a car. Yes. We're going to talk about, <laughs> A, I guess, why are things so expensive? And B, the flip side of that is like debt, mm-hmm. what it is, how to navigate it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Before we get into it, <laughs> I it's always fascinating how people name their cars. Mm. You know, what's your car's name? Uh, it's it's uh okay. We're just gonna do this. I've had three cars in okay. my life. Okay. Okay. I had a '99 Buick Sabre in high school. Oh my god. That was named Bow B O W. Or the booth on wheels. Because <laughs> anyone who got in the car, cipher immediately. Really? Yes. Ah, oh, who's that kind of ride? Like, I am about this rap shit. Mm. Oh, that's hard. Thank you. I love that for you. <laughs> Your first car? First car. 99 that's Buick incredible. Um, second car, uh, 04 Mustang. Okay. But it was like you were living large in these ve- these vehicles are like incredible. These are vehicles I dreamt about owning. You dreamt of owning a '99 Buick LeSabre. Now that you describe the experiences you had in it, yes, like I wanted the kind of ride that people would just like hop in and creative shit happened. You know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. To be honest, the Mustang was called uh, Cindy Lou Who. Cindy Lou Who. I fuck with Jim Carrey's Grinch. Where are you, Christmas? That's too raspy for me. That's- <laughs> Why can't I? <laughs> I can't. And the last I one, can't. then we can get on topic. Uh, the Honda Civic that I have currently. Yes, I want to know. Because it was an upgrade, mm-hmm. Martha May Huvier. Martha May Huvier. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know why I want to put Barry at the end of everything. I was like, why don't you name your car Whiteberry? Not a white more. berry. <laughs> <laughs> it is a white Civic. But like, white yeah, Civic. okay. Are I'm there like, white berries in real life? I like there are some in the forest, Close. but I think they have like they have a scientific name for sure. Okay. okay. No, right. I'm glad that you shared yeah. that with me. Thank you. No. I think let's just talk about I feel like let's get into like what happens when 
we encounter things that we need in our daily lives but are like extraordinarily expensive to get for what reason like I guess I'm just like perplexed like this week I wasn't even using that much toilet paper but I clogged the toilet and I had to call a plumber Mm. and mind you I only have one bathroom in my house this is a trade-off you know like I know y'all y'all are looking for a house with two bathrooms good for you I mean we only have one in the one we're moving into oh really just two bed one bath oh really yeah Okay, well, it's a thing. Not just because, like, you and your spouse might one day, and it does happen sometimes when, like, both of you just need a toilet at the same time. I won't I won't get into that. But what I'm saying is I was home alone, and the toilet was clogged, and I needed to call a plumber. Guess how much plumbers cost? How much do plumbers cost? Let me guess. Let me guess. I want to say a good plumber, I'll probably say, like, $1,000. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's excessive. I a thousand dollars? I don't. I was, I was just. Going I mean, if if he's hanging out at your house all afternoon, probably, it. yeah. But like a same day plumber service, two hundred dollars an hour. Oh, okay. Oh, an hour. You, an hour. So if he's really working on the thing, and I don't want to say he could be a she. Could be a she. Could be a she. I had this plumber come out same day service. They tack on a fee for that, and he just brings out this big old plunger thing. It's just like a. It's like a industrial sucking all that stuff out kind of situation, which obviously you wouldn't have lying around, right? But it's like they know they have you because everyone needs a toilet. And what a come up for them. Like a qu- Oh, let me just go make a quick 200. He's chilling on the couch. He is. Gets a call. Yep. Hey, I got a clogged toilet. Oh, another one. Another one. Let oh, me just let me just go make this 200 real quick. Let me take a little bit of time because I know mm-hmm. that the homeowners don't actually know what I'm doing. Right. Not at all. Not, Not at, at all. all. Not at all. And nobody's going to invest in like an industrial grade like plumbing system. But then it's like weird things. Like we were all mad and like raging about the eggs, like the state of how much eggs were expensive. recently. They yeah, are yeah. expensive. But then it's also like little things like paying for a chiropractor out of pocket like i'm 32 i need a chiropractor now not every chiropractor takes your insurance speaking of insurance how much are your premiums you know actually that's actually a very good question <laughs> i don't know and I mean, it's home auto healthcare, yeah. dental vision yes it's so many and i it's it's ignorance and negligence on my part of just like I don't. I don't bother to look. I, don't I just know. know that I have it, mm-hmm. which is dangerous, right? They like, no, they have. You like, set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. Like, oh, I know this is coming out of my account. Back to car insurance with Progressive. Mm-hmm. Do you know that they actually up my rate every six months? Backtrack. Do you know that you can change your car insurance every six months? No, I didn't know that. So the, I have six months contracts, and that's okay. the same apparently across the board. Okay. But like, why would I? Again, go through the like concern of like having to switch or whatever. Right, right, right. But like every time, it's just like a little bit more, mm. a, little, a little bit more every yep. six months. And it's just an auto draft. It's They're just, just taking a, it out of your account. You get an email mm-hmm. like, "Hey, like this is happening. We're up in your thing. Come three months from now. Just want to let you know." I'm like, oh, "Okay, bet that's right. three months from now. Mm-hmm. No other reminders." Right. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. But also, even like. Uh, I learned recently about life insurance. Mm-hmm. So we have it, right? Oh, we have it, too. But, like, there's whole life or term life. Mm-hmm. What do you have? I have term life. I did not know that term life insurance pays out nothing if you die after the term is up. <laughs> what kind Anthony! of bullshit is that? Anthony, but it's called term. No, term. dog. There's I don't a care. term involved. I don't care. Okay, all right. I don't care. <laughs> He's so mad. I was I was I was shocked. I mean, it is weird because they're calling it term life, life. insurance. I get it. I why get is it. life insurance? Why and that's some bullshit. It like, <laughs> why why does my life expectancy yeah determine the payout 
for the people who I love. I know. I That's know. crazy. Anthony, do you know why I even took out a term life insurance in the first place? Why? Which is kind of like a segue into our second kind of topic for today. But like, I took out a term life insurance that expires when I'm 45, when Cody and I first got married, because I knew that I was carrying in about $82,000 in student loan debt. Uh. And I knew that if I died, my husband would be held responsible for it, plus the mortgage, plus whatever else. So I wanted to make sure I had enough of a life insurance policy, I think mine is like $150,000, to cover him in his prime earning years before I guess he finds another wife? Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, all the thoughts ran through my head. I was like, I don't know. I think he should just, like, he shouldn't be responsible for this. Right. So, like, I was just thinking of the debt. But you're absolutely right. Like, when I'm 45. Like, it's just gone. If I'm 45 and a half, it's it's gone. That's insane. I know. I, know. I don't like that. I know. I don't like, I don't I like don't how like expensive that. all this shit is. I know. Right? You talked about toilet paper. You know what's crazy? Expensive? Mm-hmm. Charmin. Charmin. <laughs> Bounty. Bounty, Quaker Picker. They got those they don't damn. pick up them bills. Pick up them bills for sure. They got them damn nice ass bears up there. Oh, let me go wipe my bottom Stop. again because I'm enjoying the toilet I can't experience. <laughs> no, sir. I love your bear voice. He's your like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom a second time just to use this. Just to rub it all in. Yeah, no, it's, nah, dog. it's awful. I'm I don't s- like it. I don't like it either, and I think the older we get, the more disappointed I am in the fact that, like, I think I saw this meme the other day that talked about how, like, as we age and we get promotions and our income increases, why does it feel like our cost of living also rises at almost the same rate? It's like you never really get ahead. And I think it's because we put off the expenditures that we can't afford when we're making less that are really necessities. Like, we put off the root canal. We put off the crown. We put off the chiropractor. We just don't go. We're doing one-ply instead of two-ply. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Hey, we're just... put me on a one or the two-ply? <laughs> Not that I wasn't even... I didn't care about the ply. I just seen what is the cheapest, What's the cheapest? toilet paper. There and I'm going to make it work. You're going to make it work. It's going to be sandpapery, but you're going to make it work. And then when we finally get that promotion, we're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna buy some bounty, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like I deserve to wipe my kitchen countertop with with one sheet and have it be effective. Yeah. You know, kudos to me for being this lavish spender who just wants like the basic necessities that I can never have before. So like for me, it's like I don't think I'm spending more. I think I'm just like I actually have enough money to do the things that I needed to do. That you need all along things that are necessities that you didn't even know. Like I wasn't fucking with the chiropractor, like. Honestly, until Una, like, even if, if me and Una weren't married and I was making what I'm making right now, I still wouldn't go. You still wouldn't go. Because I, I just wouldn't. Right. Like, Seems what? like a luxury item. Yeah, I crack my back all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I crack like, my back when I wake up. Just you know, rolling just out of like, bed. Mm, mm, cracked. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> cracked. Good. Like, but, yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. Uh-huh. Because, like, there are things. For example, uh, one of my coworkers, Sierra, a friend of the pot, um, is interested in buying a new car. So are we. So are you. Mm-hmm. This is a new car triangle yeah of someone that you've never met before but she's the, the she's in the trenches the shape, just like me in the trenches yeah sierra would like to get a luxury volvo Ooh la la like an electric one i don't know if she's going that far volvo? but i you know just had me at volvo i know the i know the the monthly bill or whatever feels excessive to me okay you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's just like like why shouldn't she want uh, a car, a car charger in the third row. Right. You know what I'm saying? Granted, I tell you this all the time. You don't necessarily need a third row, 
But who am I? Maybe you do. Maybe you do. And maybe I'm just uncomfortable with it because I am just like, this feels really, 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 really out of reach for me. And I'm projecting that to you. <laughs> and I'm projecting it all over you. And that's yeah. not fair. And, you know, and I think I, I'm watching this Netflix special right now. I think it's called My Rich Life. I don't know. But mm. it's this guy who goes around like asking people, what's your rich life? Like, what's the stuff you want to spend money on? Because if it's a bag once a month, if you feel like you deserve that, spend money on your bag. Get a bag. If it's your third row car charger, Volvo electric plug-in hybrid, do that. Mm -hmm. But, like, pick your lane and just, like, have your lane. You can't just be sprinkling everywhere else. And, like, for me, I think this is such a wild conversation because for the last decade of my life, I didn't sprinkle. I didn't pick a lane. Mm. It was me and my student loans, man. It was just me every night I would go to bed thinking about how much I could throw at that payment. And just like a, a bit of context, and I, I wrote a whole thing about this. It got picked up by like Forbes and like a Business Insider like article because like people could not believe it was real. Ashley's famous. I'm not. I'm not. Ashley, before you tell your story, mm. is famous. No, I'm not. You had a viral, I just... It was like a baby announcement, but it was an announcement for student loans. It was like a baby announcement photo shoot, Dog, but for money. You yeah. crushed it. <laughs> and it went viral because like people relate to that. Like we're all yeah. feeling something mm. that's not it's just we want to see somebody win. Oh. And you won and everyone's like, yo, that's super tight. I appreciate you. Super tight. Famous. I appreciate you. It was like it has been it's been a haul. And I, I feel like I like to share this story because number one. As somebody who has, and I'll just tell you the end of the story before I even get there. I paid off my student debt. <laughs> it took me 10 years to do it, but I am still 150% like going to advocate for people having their student debt canceled. And I don't want to say forgiven because that assumes that like people took out debt in some fit of passion and like need to be forgiven for that mistake. No, I'm a first gen, first college student grad. My parents came to America in order for me to get this degree. It was just a way for us to build generational wealth. It was very much a cognizant decision. I was 16 when I signed for my first promissory note. I could not get most banks to lend to me. So my dad had to co-sign on a Parent Plus federal loan. I need people to just said hear federal, this. Federal. Strong. Federal. Oh, God. Federal. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say federal, people are like, oh, like, oh, you stupid people signing for private loans. First of all, people have their reasons. Yeah. But also, private loans are not the enemy here. My federal loans had an 8.5% interest rate, y'all, mm. from the government. These are supposed to be the ones that students can rely on that are affordable. Everyone I, boo the government. Boo. boo! Right? So I take out, I get a half academic scholarship. 50% of my college tuition paid for, um, which was wonderful. But then I was like, how am I going to come up with the other $30,000? That's all it was. And so... I took out a Parent PLUS loan alongside with my dad. Obviously didn't pay on them while I was making $6 at my campus recreation job in college. Like, what is this college job situation? College like, jobs are a trap. They're not. What are we? I'm, like, hauling people's dirty lacrosse equipment for $6 an hour. That's barely textbooks. So, like, let's not go there. And at the end of Elon, which is where I went, Elon University, I can talk about them now without getting hives because I don't owe them any more money. Mm. Um, I graduated with like 57K or I took out 57K and I graduated with like, I mean, I think maybe a little bit over 62 because, you know, the interest, interest accrues yeah. while you're there. I started teaching, which loud <laughs> teacher salary, man, wasn't enough because I was putting half of it right back into my classroom. But I had enough for rent and my student loan payment. 
Y'all, when I tell you my student loan payment has never dipped below $500, has never dipped below, I've and I've never missed a payment. My face, my eyebrows. $500 arched. a month. That's crazy. So I had rent that was like 650 My student loan payments were 500 On a teacher's salary? On a teacher's salary. That's your salary. I was eating crackers. No. Crackers and cheese. Hey. Maybe a little bit of jam. Crackers and cheese and jam. Very slept <laughs> on. It's so good. It's so good. Such a good snack. When I was at my grandma's house, I would mix peanut butter and jelly in a bowl. Mm. Swirl, it, swirl, swirl it. Swirl it around. Cracker. Club cracker specifically. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't don't tempt me with a good time. That's exactly what I want to do today. Just swirl it around. A club cracker. A club cracker. A club cracker. So that went on for I had one of those like graduated extended repayment plans where you start at five hundred and then slowly over the course of I don't know twenty five years mm-hmm. they just like build it up. Never missed a payment. Was losing sleep over it, and I wasn't making a dent in my principal. So for all y'all that don't know, I was making student loan payments, paying the minimum that I could pay, which was five hundred dollars a month. And I was never making a dent in the total amount that I owed. What that means is I was making $500 a month payments and my student loan balance was growing. Mm. So for five years, I was carving out $500 to $650 a month. And my, uh, you know, my balance went from like 62K to about 72K. That is nuts. Yeah, it grew. It grew $10,000? Because my interest rate was 8.5%. Oh. When I tell you I never missed a payment, <laughs> like it was like a badge of honor. Like I will not, I'm not putting in a deferment. I'm not, I'm paying this debt down. Anyway, I meet Cody. Cody came into our marriage of like 20K in debt, which I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Like <laughs> we'll, we'll deal with that. Sold our first house, paid off his debt. He was good. So then we all focused on ours. When I tell you that Cody was like, why don't we just wait for the government to maybe give you some student debt repayment? There's still federal loans. Like, it'll be fine. And I was like, sweetheart, we can't wait for a political bailout. We don't even know if we can elect somebody who can even do it. Shout out to whatever current event bullcrap is happening right now. I saw it four years ago where I was like, I don't trust anybody. Like, I got to do this myself. Not even saying that to, like, pat myself on the back, but more so, like, I just did not trust that the welfare of students like me was, like, at the forefront of our government. Boo the government again. Boo. Boo. Forget those guys. So I say all that to say, my dad's name was still on my loans probably, like, six years ago. I went ahead. I was like, Dad, give me them loans. Like, I'm making the payments. Give me them loans. Give me them loans. (laughs) I'm making the payments anyway. Plus, I want your credit score to be your credit score. Right. You know? So I refinanced with a company called SoFi, and my interest rate went from 8.5% to 5.75%. Love that for SoFi. And that was literally the catalyst. Like, that's when I could finally start making a dent, because my interest was just swallowing me whole. And that's when Cody and I started paying (laughs) $2,760 a month for three years. That's how we got debt free. Cause at that point, I had I owed like eighty two k. Like it had kept mm. like creeping up, and yeah, we paid almost double our mortgage every month to like really knock it out. And it was like we four went dinners out. We didn't go like on vacation. Cody is my spouse and is very frugal, and like we really like crack down to do it but when I say that like 10 years of my life has been spent thinking about this monkey on my back like I can't say enough like no one should have to go through that psychological terror when you're in your 20s and you're just trying to like dream there are no dreams when you have student loans I feel like you're just trying to dream are you just trying to dream and you're just like I can't hack it so I would love to know from your perspective now that I have that off my back Mm. and I do actually want to reserve like maybe five minutes of our time at the end of this pod to talk to people who 
are in student loan debt or have other different types of debt and just need like a couple little pointers that I feel like really helped me and Cody mm-hmm. dig out of this hole. But you and Una just paid off like some significant credit card debt, right? I mean, TBD, we still don't have the money. Well, you're gonna next Wednesday. Homegirl better come through. It's gonna come It'll through. It'll come through. It will, it will. Yeah. I have full belief in that. But like, what has your debt kind of trajectory been like? Because as somebody who has only had student loan debt, which by the way, for everybody, is the kind of debt that you cannot discharge in bankruptcy. That is debt that will follow you to the grave. Student debt is no freaking joke, That's right? Crazy. So I was like, okay, it's on me. Like if I don't get out from underneath this boulder, I'm just gonna like suffocate. What is that like? Like, what? How have y'all together made those financial decisions? And like, what is debt just like felt like? And what is getting out of debt felt like? Because I feel like it's a lot of feelings. Yeah. Um, so backtracking a little bit. So I don't have any student loans. Oh my gosh! Wait, no silence. For a black man, <laughs> for a black man, to say that is one of the more magical things that has happened wow. to me. I I have never heard that. No way. No. I don't have any people. I'm not going to say people of color. I'm going to explicitly say black people who are college educated and have advanced degrees like you. I mean, shout out to you. I've never heard that. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. I don't, but Una does. Okay. And it all came from grad school. Mm -hmm. Um. Honestly, don't know exactly what it is. I think it's like 70. Mm-hmm. And she graduated during a time where, you know, all the stuff that's happening now, like, oh, we're going to freeze this or blah, 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 you know, COVID, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the payments are kind of come back around in June. Who knows? Really? Who knows? Like, they've been pushing this and pushing this. I honestly don't think that within Joe Biden's term, like, they're ever going to come back. I think, like, this is, like, his way of saying, like, oh, like, I promise you all. I'm gonna student do debt relief. Re-elect I'm just gonna me. keep. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. keep holding this down. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, so we have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, was also very. I'm a very responsible credit card user, mm-hmm. right? Like, I I don't fuck around with debt, and I think it goes back to, again, like, parent stuff. Like my mom, my mom like filed for bankruptcy like once, twice. Mm. My mom and dad, when they were together, also filed for bankruptcy at a certain time, right? And so, like, mm-hmm. I seen it, mm-hmm. don't need that. Right. And sometimes that is the generational legacy that our parents can leave for us that sounds terrible at the time, but actually results in really positive things. Like, yeah. you know what you don't want to do with your money. No, yeah. I don't want to do with my money. Um, and so I have that context of, like, I'm never, if I can guarantee that it will never happen again or it never happened to me, like, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also like, we being like Una and I, like when, um, we were leading up to like Zavi being here, like had to run those cards up. Mm-hmm. Like right now there is little to no room on my credit card, on our credit card. And I don't even know like what Una's credit card is talking about, mm-hmm. but like it's all going to get paid. I don't know what Una's credit card is talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get paid though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which for me, mm-hmm. oh. Right. You see my shoulders drop? Oh, yeah. No, they were up near your ears. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's... Paying off this debt is a form of going to the chiropractor. A hundred percent. Especially when those credit card APRs are like 20%? Something ridiculous. Something ridiculous. mm. And so it's been very nice to kind of like be in this space of like, oh, we're about to be debt free. I mean, I don't count the student loans. Like, student loans is just... 
something else right something now. Something else. Yeah. No. And so, yeah. We're about to be debt free. We can do we can do new things. Mm-hmm. I'm a very I wouldn't call myself frugal. I I would call myself frugal person. Like, <laughs> and I, this has to get on like Una's nerves at times. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just don't like spending money. You don't like it like you physically viscerally don't enjoy handing over your card to pay for something or is it more like when you have purchased something you can't necessarily justify the value of it it's the latter okay when i purchase something i can't justify like what i'm spending you know it's expensive what rugs oh yeah a nice rug so you know the rug that we had at the crib Uh like like and it's a it's a very nice rug Mm -hmm. right and sometimes I'm like, damn, do we need this? <laughs> this is the question I ask. All that, do we need this? And it's like one of those need things, this, yeah. like needs, and just coming from a standpoint of like, I don't think we have enough money mm-hmm. to just like go for a rug. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a period of time where I wouldn't like buy things for myself. Like, like I would, it would be like circumstances. Like, <clears throat> like oh, I have an internship. Let me, you know, I need to get some stuff for this internship in terms of like a tire or whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or like, oh, um, we we're, we moved. We needed a washer and dryer and a refrigerator. Right. I don't hear about people necessarily like replacing these like items until like they absolutely need to. But like, no one's just going to be like, oh, you know what? Or I mean, people do it with money. Oh, you right. know what, babe? Let's, let's get a new refrigerator. Why not? Why not? Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so I think I just like approach things from a need base standpoint Mm -hmm. but oftentimes like we do need stuff and i'm still not for it yeah because like it's still it could be a need but is it is it really though Mm -hmm. i have this it's just like always in the back of my head yeah like i know i'm constantly aware of how much money we have Mm -hmm. how much money we don't have but also the needs that we have yeah and i can't sometimes make sense of it yeah you know what i'm saying like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't equate yeah and i don't think that you're alone in that at all yeah i think like, unless you don't have to think about money, you're thinking about money. A hundred percent. Like, I think that's, like, goes without saying. I feel like it's one of those things as well where, like, okay, at the end of the day, oh, my gosh, you sound a lot like Cody. Like, Cody, when you are a self-reliant individual and you know you don't have anybody to fall back on, like, of course you're going to, like, build your own buffer. You're going to, like, form a savings account. Like, we just actually started working. I wouldn't say just, but it's been about a couple of years of working with a financial advisor. That is great. It like literally felt like the biggest adult move that we could make for our future selves. Mm-hmm. And he's a black man, lives and works in Atlanta. Trust him, obviously. Drop we're his going. name. Um, his name is Rush Imhotep, and I we need to put a little link maybe in our little session description. Yeah, let's link Because we Rush. love Rush. We love Rush. Rush has been he's talked so openly with us about money that it's made it like a much easier conversation for us to have with anybody. But like we got a four hundred one k, we got a Roth IRA. I just exercised some stock options at my old company. Like I'm just trying to like diversify. You know what I mean? So maybe I can retire early. Did you get an all of these? A what? An all of these? What is that? All of these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that deep bass in your... What are you talking about? Listen, I got all of a lot of things. <laughs> I have a very diversified portfolio, if that's what you're getting at. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I feel really good about... I feel really good about my financial future now. I do think it's important... Like, I don't know. I know you'll probably talk about this with Zabi. But, like, when I got my first credit card in college, I was like... I thought it was like... It felt almost like it was like singeing my fingertips. Mm. I was like so afraid of having this thing that I thought was gonna like ruin me. 
But honestly, my credit score <laughs> is pretty incredible. So I, I mm-hmm. relate to that. Do you have a great credit score? Yes. Do but, you enjoy it? Oh, a thousand percent. I tell and people it, who aren't even asking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somehow credit finds a way into the conversation. Like, oh, like. Do you, you want to know my credit score? Do you check your credit score often? <laughs> I do. I do. Um, but also, like, not a lot of people have good credit. I know. It is not as common as I make it. Like, when you're filling out applications. Like, oh, like, you know, we got to run a background check and, like, what's your credit score? I'm like, oh, you know, like, I'm not worried about that. Right. Or, like, you rent a car. Right. And, like, oh, like, you know, we need to run, like, a quick, like, credit check. Oh, no problem. Right. A lot of people can't do that. There's a video on TikTok. I downloaded TikTok. I have Mm. mixed reviews. Mm. Um, (laughs) Video on TikTok of this guy getting made fun of by his friends because he he checked his credit score. Uh, I think he was using using credit Mm karma. Why say seven? No, I've never seen a single-digit credit score I in my didn't even life. Know that was possible, but clearly there's a range. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that it had to be like a joke or yeah, something. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. But there are people out here, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the red, the yellow, the green, and like the super green. Right. There are people in the red. In the red. And that to me is like the most traumatic. This is, if if we may, like transition into like my five little fun financial points. Transition. As we like wrap up. Because honestly, like I could talk about this all day. I do think like right now as we are thinking about buying a new car, for all y'all out there, if you can wait, maybe wait. I know you are too, but like the APRs for a new car right now are 8%. What did you, did you land on something? Because it sounded like in that voice message you... We did. We found a car. It's in Delaware, but we had to open up an account at the Duke Credit Union to get a 5% interest rate. Mm. So it took like a lot of rigmarole, but I was like, there's no, there's no way. Rigmarole. There's no way I'm signing for an 8% APR in a car. But anyway, if you are thinking about digging yourself out of debt, which I'm sure like if you do have debt, you're thinking about it all the time. That note on the credit thing is actually pretty imperative. Mm-hmm. The way that I feel like I hacked my credit score is like literally making, I think it's like one of the top tier things you do to get good credit, like 100% on time payments mm-hmm. to whatever it is, whether you're paying off a washing machine or your student loan debt or your car, make them on time. And then if you do have like a credit situation where like you're not quite like able to pay the whole balance, Cody and I pay off our balance in full every month because I just like never want to get into a situation where we need to pay interest. I feel that. I love it. It makes me very happy. But pay above the minimum. Like, if you can't pay the whole thing, at least pay above the minimum because like at the end of the day, like that's the way that you kind of like chip into that principle there. The minimum is not ideal, so avoid that. I will also say like, the interest rate is your enemy. So, like, when I think about debt, it's less about, like, oh, my gosh, I have this, like, huge number that I have to crack in order for me to repay this all. Consolidate, if you can, Mm -hmm. with, like, a new credit company, whether it's, like, a credit company like SoFi. This is not, oh, my gosh, they better give us some money for mentioning them twice. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) SoFi is great, but, like, they're just like any other credit card-ish consolidation personal loan company that wants your money. But you should never, ever, ever, ever settle for the first interest rate that you have. Like, you're not stuck with it. Like, shop around, especially if you have good credit. You can refinance. There are even ways, and I consider this, of, like, wrapping your student loan debt into your mortgage. So, like, if you want it's not a good option for everybody, but if you wanted to take out, like, a home equity line of credit, or if you wanted to, like, refinance your home, take out a personal loan, refinance your student loan debt with that and then just consolidate it with your mortgage 
at a certain point, like, yeah, your mortgage payments will be higher, but, like, if you ever chose to sell, like, your student loan debt is, like, absolved with that as well. It's, mm-hmm. like, a really weird, you're going to have to, like, probably work with somebody to do it, but it is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, just, like, stay diligent. Like, I really feel like, for me, it was more so just, like, chipping away at making if you can double the payment that you actually owe because mm. at the end of the day like your principal they are thriving on you not being able to pay more than the minimum never just pay the minimum if you can do more than the minimum then do it you'll thank yourself later <sighs> I'm sweaty digging out of debt with ashley <laughs> digging out of debt <laughs> and it's gonna I be know. the background music will be the uh the song from holes oh my digging gosh up, uh, oh, oh my gosh i digging remember up, that uh, oh yeah Ow. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There wasn't like zero oh, came gosh. in. Me, 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 before the sun, keep digging a hole till the day is done. I never zero. Oh, this is weird. This is sending me back. It's sending me back. But oh, no, quality stuff. gems. Quality yeah. gems for sure. I try. I try. So to wrap up, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you you drop so much knowledge you dropped so much knowledge i you did and i feel like we shared like some very different experiences with money but also like very universal like i feel like anybody listening to this is probably gonna identify with like one of our perspectives at the end of the day people out here hurting really can i give you a quote from uh t grizzly please do he said being broke did something to his spirit. <laughs> he asked people to plug him. They act like they couldn't hear him. Ooh. That's, I need to sit with that, I think. Sit with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're asking for the the banks, the insurance companies. Hey, can you drop my rate real quick? <laughs> hey, can you just give me a little bit more time on my payment? La, 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 la. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. (laughs) You need assistance? Uh, Let me put you on hold. Let me put you on hold. Mm -hmm. And then you on hold. That crazy music. Hey, there are. Okay. That music will make you go insane. That music. There's some way music that goes crazy, though. (laughs) I'm trying to think. It's the. That song. I'm like, oh, you can put me a hole and I'll stay there. Just jamming. Oh my gosh. Dog, it's so good. You've been making a lot of like customer service oriented phone calls recently, obviously, because you're like, you're into it. No, I love that. And I also feel like, I mean, after today, I hope people just realize like, A, you're not alone. B, the money problems are just generally everywhere. See, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm-mm, it's the system. There's nothing wrong with you. We live in this capitalistic society that intends to like keep us shackled to like crazy financial infrastructure that we barely even understand. God damn. When did you learn how to write a check? Yeah. They they let you go all the way through college before they told you about that. Mm. So knowledge is power. We believe in all of you. And if you have any questions, oh my gosh, hit us up. Hit us up. Hit us up. Hit us up. Matter of fact, if you ain't even got no questions. I know. Just hit, hit us, us up. up. Hey, leave a comment on the, uh, what is it, our Oh, yeah. Just you know, Spotify, Apple Spotify, Music, you know, that. just comment. Yeah. Comment. Be like, hey, this was great. Yeah. Cool. Cool. This podcast was brought to you by Something Incorporated. If you'd like to join us for more, subscribe and give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening on. Add your own agenda items in the comments. We dedicate this podcast to those in our lives who listen to our loose, haphazard thoughts all the time, mostly without complaint. Thanks to Una, Zabi, definitely Zabi today, Ricky Blair, and Cody, our co-adventurers in life and love.